are live. We're live. It's happening. Is it? Yes. Okay. Uh, this show is actually a dedication. Oh. To us. <laughs> All right. In those first, oh gosh, six months, yeah. seven months yeah. after we got started, we're almost at a year now, actually. I know it's which crazy. is very exciting. Um. We had a whole lot to talk about. There was no shortage for news. And I mean, there's not now, but there was a, 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 a particular reason why there was so much news in those first months of us starting this podcast. Mm-hmm. And that was Brian's 45th favorite president, <laughs> <laughs> Donald J. Trump. You know, <laughs> I was... Scratching my head as you said that and finding out how can I not acknowledge he's my 45th face, like favorite president? How can I somehow squeeze some sort of reasoning to not even acknowledge him at all as a president? I mean, you have to. But you have to. You're right. There's no, yeah. I mean, there's no take backs. And, and you said favorite. America so technically, voted. Technically, oh, yeah, that's true. But also, you he know, could be your first least favorite. But that's not exactly true either. Ooh, who takes the spot? I think Andrew Jackson. Okay. Yeah, Andrew Jackson's my least favorite. I would probably second that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could be a tie. Is is um poorly a job I think Trump did as president. I don't think um you know it, it. I think anything he did pales in comparison to like the Trail of Tears that. I think on in terms of nepotism, they were they were very similar. But you know, the Trail of Tears and treatment yeah. of Native Americans is pretty pretty horrid for Jackson. So mm. that's true. So <clears throat> we're gonna bring it back to the start here. <laughs> but yes, to your we're point, talk- we talked a lot about Donald Trump. We're gonna talk about good old DJ, DJT, DJT Rump. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a lot to cover tonight. We'll talk about, uh, the investigation into his business. We're going to talk about maybe another run in 2024. We're going to talk about Brian's general distaste for him. (laughs) It's going to be a fun episode. Yeah. Um, let's do, let's get into it, Brian. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. Well, and, and so here's the, the most notable part as it stands now. Yes. There's no formal charges against Donald Trump. J. Trump Correct. himself, Correct. right? It's yeah. been brought against the Trump Organization, which obviously bears his name, and he is the head of, and then Weisselberg, who is the CFO and basically his right-hand man. He is also the man who took over the Trump Organization when Donald Trump was president. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Weisselberg and the kids um, were essentially the ones running all of Donald Trump's businesses and you know business affairs. Correct taking care of the real estate yeah is it trump corporation trump inc trump organization oh that's what it's actually called yeah that's lame yeah if we ever start a business let's never end it with organization no i mean i think... sometimes we're disorganizationed <laughs> i would <laughs> i would think uh you know we still have to work with heidi on our llc and she listens and i'm sorry we still haven't done it but we're, we're getting there um we have to do it by the end of the year um but uh, I think we're going to be the Mad Libs media mm. because, you know, in case we branch out. Yeah. I mean, that sounds things. legitimate. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah. I would so, take that. So um, the Trump organization essentially is being indicted for and charged with um, essentially tax evasion and fraud and, and those types of things. I think there were 15 counts or indictments against Correct, yeah. uh, Weisselberg and the Trump organization. I'm going to turn your volume up a little bit here, Brian. Okay, not a problem. Um, and when we're looking at this, I think it's going to it's going to come down to, does Weisselberg turn over on Trump? Right, because he already turned himself in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He turned himself in. This is like, what, last Thursday, last Friday? Yeah. Um, so he turned himself in on... Um, what was it? It was so tax evasion, but there was also some charges not only against him, but they were talking about was it Ivanka Trump who was employed by yeah. by the Trump organization? Yeah, but she was also so she, so she was paid a salary, but then she was also paid um, as a con- like a contractor. Yeah, I, I, I think it was a consultant. Consultant, that's yeah. It, yeah. 
And one of the things is for all of this, essentially what was the tax scheme here was the idea of a overinflating the values of real estate when it was getting appraised, but then undervaluing it later. So Mm -hmm. you get like this difference, um, in, in, um, taxes. And then also their ability to manipulate what was being paid for by the company. You know, you can, when you have a, a company, an LLC or a corporation or whatever, I mean, you can run things out of that operation um, if they pertain to the business at no cost to you. Essentially, it's a tax write-off. Um, but they're being charged as to what they were writing off and how much right. um, was essentially defrauding the, the city and state of New York. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be interesting as the kind of the case develops because it's still in its very early stages right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be a whole lot of things that we learn. I mean, like like you had said, Brian, I think the biggest thing here that they're hoping for is for Weisselberg to turn on Trump um, and to, um, you know what I mean, basically implicate him that way. Um, I know that they were granted access to all of the taxes for Trump organization and to Donald to Donald Trump's taxes um, as well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I with some searching, maybe they'd find something, but they're really going to have to find it before he left, um, not really ownership, but left his leadership role at the company when he became president. Otherwise, they're not going to really make anything stick to him. Yeah. And, you know, when they when they filed the the indictments, um, it wasn't just, you know, Weisselberg and the Trump organization. They said Weisselberg was one of the individuals that benefited the most. So um, a lot of legal experts have kind of said this is them tipping their cap saying there's more to come. Like this is the first domino to fall. I was uh, listening to um, an interview with George Conway. Um, George Conway was one of the Lincoln Project guys, mm-hmm. um, Kellyanne Conway's yeah. husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was talking about how, you know, this should be really, really scary. Maybe not so much for Donald Trump, but uh, certainly his kids. Because, like you said, Ivanka was implicated because she was a consultant and, like, some right. of those uh, ways to defraud were were based on, on, you know, the fact that she was a consultant. Well, and yeah, not only that, I, I know that, see, I, I, had, I had read that there was other members of the Trump family that had kind of done the same thing, um, but it wasn't listed in the article that I was reading. I, th- I want to say it was New York Times. Um, but it, it, it's going to be interesting to see who else they name or they name, who else they bring up during the case. Um, and obviously you and I will follow this. And if we need to do another episode, we most certainly will. I know we'll do, um, some sort of a celebrate, uh, what do they call it? A victory lap. <laughs> I, I haven't done a whole lot of them, so I wouldn't know what it's called. <laughs> you know what? When you win so often, you only got to do one at a time. So that's probably why you're not you don't, you don't brag too much. <laughs> Me, I go, I do a day 500 for every win. Gosh. Um, Brian was getting ready to take a victory lap after disc golf on uh, Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Everyone yeah, goes fun. up, everyone goes up, throws one, oh misses horribly. Here's Brian, lands it right next to the net. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I also did a barrel roll, so <laughs> when it was too. like the sixth hole, I we were we were throwing. Yeah, and I will say this: in my defense, when it was really hot and there was this like black like mat and gravel, gravel all in it. Yeah, it, it it wasn't exactly the stickiest surface, and therefore, when I threw one, I went down. Right, but it was a good throw. It was a great throw. I, I'm just my my biggest regret is that I didn't catch you. Which, I mean, like, really shows, like, the type of failure I am as your podcasting partner. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been on IR if you tried to catch me as I'm falling face first into the ground. What's an IR? Injured reserve. Oh. Yeah. I know things. Yeah, yeah. You would have been, you would have been, on, the, you would have been on the disabled list, you know, which is the baseball version. Uh, the disabled list for at least two weeks if you tried to catch me. I was... I was there was way too much momentum. It was happening. very. I mean, it was graceful. I think I did well. Nice, I, no, I think I think I still had some athleticism. <laughs> um, there was some there, and uh, obviously, it wasn't as pretty. Uh, I will say, there's more force than there's ever been when I fall these days. Mm-hmm. You know, because of uh, the way gravity works. Is if there's more it weight, in, it, increases it increases over time. Well, yeah, it, you, you know, you have the force, you know, equals mass times acceleration. And the acceleration is always going to be, 
you know, the, the usual, what is it? Uh, 9.87, 9.8 seconds squared. Mm-hmm. But the mass in my life, um, I've become more because, mass because of all the extra love you carry. Exactly. Um, now, you know, now that Donald Trump circling back is out of office, I have more love to give. Yeah. Um, so going back to Donald Trump and away from... I was going to tie it back. No, I know. I know. <laughs> Probably more gracefully than I did. I did no, another barrel no. roll, but this time on the podcast. No, never. Um, you know, the, the interesting thing about this is, you know, he hasn't shied away from the public eye. Oh, no. No, 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 no. He's actually... He took like a little bit of time off. Yeah. Like right after the presidency. He yeah. took like a little like two week vacay, yeah, and then he was I'm almost immediately back in the public eye. See, but it's but it's been hard for him because he's got no Twitter, he's got no Facebook, which he just sued. Correct. Yeah. Yes, which is crazy. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. I'm going to sue two private companies because they're silencing me. Yeah, and he was just well, and there's that whole thing going on with Section 230. Is it 230 or 203? I don't know. That they're coming down on um, big social media companies, tech companies with. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I haven't. I didn't hear that. But it's I, about sense. It's like censorship laws and uh, stuff like that. Interesting. Um, Especially because they've become so big. They're they're like most tech companies. They're starting to become utilities almost. Right. Yeah. Um, Which would be interesting if, you know what I mean? If something like that passes, they're going to have to let DJ back on. Yeah. Do you like when I call him DJ? Feels I, weird. I don't know. I had a I had a good uh, family friend growing up named DJ. We'll go back to I'll go back to Donnie. Yeah, I haven't referred to Teflon him as, Don. Teflon we'll see Don. how Teflon Don he is though. You I know, was gonna they, say I, I thought you were gonna see. We'll see how, uh, how Teflon Don sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and Teflon is, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> the the other element in the reason I bring up like oh well he's you know out and about speaking mm-hmm. again. Is because during a speech or like rally engagement, it was also funny. He did one in Ohio, and about yeah. halfway through, like while he was speaking, I was I, I saw some video coverage of like just people exiting. Yeah, they were just trying to beat traffic. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me go see this guy speak. That's like going to a that's like going to you know a concert and then leaving early. Yeah, like you're going to the Foo Fighters, and then all of a sudden you yeah. leave during the opening act. Like, oh, I saw what I came to see. It's like. You no, you yeah. missed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so he was talking uh recently about this and um essentially he was admitting that he was doing it without, you know, saying I did this or that, you know, he actually uh Weisselberg actually did this. Um but here's the quote and, and Mad Lips community, you tell me what you think. Um here's the quote. It goes, uh, they go after good hard working people for not paying taxes on a company car. A company car. You didn't pay tax on the car or a company apartment. You used an apartment because you need an apartment because you have to travel too far where your house is. Didn't pay tax or education for your grandchildren, Trump said. I don't even know. Do you have to? Does anybody know the answer to that stuff? Okay. But they indict people for that. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, they do. They do indict people for that. That's that's tax evasion. That's yeah, tax fraud. That's tax and fraud. Like, you know, yes. Fraud in general, yeah. Um. But he has this, you know, and in, in I'll, I'll take a page out of, you know, Sun Tzu, right? Respect the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, he has this way of framing things that makes it relatable to people. And yes. he, he, made, he made it sound as though, listen, no one likes to pay taxes. And he did this back in 2016 when he was bragging about real estate taxes and how he utilize the law to the best of his ability to pay as little in taxes as possible. Right. Yeah. Which for me is like if you're making fifty, hundred thousand dollars a year, like two hundred thousand dollars a year, and you're trying to cut, you know, taxes here and there, that makes sense. But if you're a billionaire, like that that's just abuse. Yeah. It's it, I mean and it's interesting to um just looking at taxes in general and the amount of money that comes in for the government um, and then what it gets used for too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think everyone listening who's not new knows my thoughts on taxes. I think I've said that line a million times. Um, 
but I think that there comes a point where like there is such thing as a fair share and we the where we really see people evading taxes and finding loopholes is always that you know not even top just the top one percent but like the top zero one percent you know what I mean those yeah. are the people that are trying to get out of your your Jeff Bezos's your Elon Musk's your you know what I mean all of those guys um you, you, I mean, you even see Bill Gates do it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like um, all of that money really sits in pools at the top, and it's doing nothing but making them wealthier. Yeah. It, I mean, and it, what it does is it really causes stagnation, right? And right. when we're losing cash velocity, you know, I like to always bring this up when talking about taxes. Like, is it is it fair that, you know, someone who's made all this money, for instance— a Bill Gates, a Warren Buffett, a Mark Cuban. They weren't born into this generational wealth. They developed it themselves. And that's great. That, that I respect mm-hmm. the hustle, the innovation, the practice, whatever whatever the grit got you there and you've, you've been successful. Like I can appreciate that. I want everyone to strive for that, right? I want everyone yeah. to, to look at that and say, man, I would love to you know, be able to um, reap what I sow. Yeah. And, and if I put in enough work, I can become you know, this multimillionaire and, and live a good life and go on vacations and have, you know, the things I want. Like, right. Great. Right. That's the carrot. But the problem is, is once they get to a certain point, it becomes easier and easier to just exponentially grow right. that wealth. And then with the lack of, you know, estate tax and stuff like that, though, like you said, the wealth just pools up the, up at the top. And that's where we start to have families like the Walton family, right? Right. Um, that are, you know, what, in the top 20 richest people in the world? Mm-hmm. And, like, they didn't do anything. They were just born into it. And yeah. because all you have to do, and I make this joke about Donald J. Trump, is all you have to do is take your money and put it into an index fund, and you'll never have to work. Like, it just yeah. works for you. Well, I mean, the original Waltons had to. Well, yeah, Sam Walton did. I mean, yeah. so Sam Walton was like like a Warren Buffett, a Bill Gates or whatever, yeah. he created a product or well, he didn't create a product. He created a store that was able to grow and, you know, they figured out how to, you know, create such incredible growth that, you know, it made him very rich and then he passed well, it down. Yeah. And they were able to buy things in such large volume that they could offer it for cheaper than anybody around them could. Oh, absolutely. You know and, that's and that's similar that's to like, Amazon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there, there is a certain point where like, you have to hate, you know, you can't hate the player. You have to hate the game. And I'm not always the biggest fan of that, that, um, mm-hmm. verbiage. Um, but I mean, it, when you do talk about Buffett, Gates, all those guys, uh, or even like Steve Jobs, you know what I mean? Like RIP dog. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, there has, there, there is a certain point, even with their taxes, like, again, like they're just finding the, the loopholes are there for them to find. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So part of that does come down. And I think even Bill Gates has been quoted saying something along the lines of like, they need to fix the tax code so that I can't f- go through these loopholes anymore. Yeah. And, and yeah, Mark Cuban, Warren Buffett have all said that. And, yeah. you know, to other people saying, oh, well, why don't they just pay more taxes? Because you can always actually pay more in taxes than what is owed. Right. Yeah. You have that that choice. Has I've never heard of someone saying I'm going to pay more in taxes this That's year. That's like people that believe in white privilege, but then wouldn't give up their um their seat at school. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It, it's it's this idea that well, okay. I mean, they want people to change the tax code, and they're saying, hey, change the tax code. But then other people saying, well, why don't they just pay more in taxes? It's like, well, no, you have to change the code. Right. And then they will do it. They won't fight you on it. They're not yeah. going to lobby against it, at least not publicly. So, like, get it done. But here's the thing with Donald Trump is, like, fine, it's one thing to find loopholes and all that. It's a whole other thing to have the, the Manhattan District Attorney coming after you for tax evasion and fraud. Right. That's a whole yeah. other level. Oh, absolutely. Now, should it be, you know, uh, you know Donald Trump... Uh, the allegations against his organization and his right hand man, and probably soon after, will be you know he'll be involved somehow. He'll probably be charged. Do you well, think someone will flip on him? I think I think Weisselberg will. You really think so? I do. Um, I whether or not because he's been with the company. What is it? It's a it's a, a long long time. Yeah, yeah. It, he's seventy three years old, and he's been with them for a long like probably the length of Donald Trump's career as well. Um. 
with that in mind. I think Donald Trump might have been the one to hire him. Yeah, he might have been. But I, I yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think. Uh, I didn't look into his employment history. Yeah, I don't think uh, uh, Trump's father did. But um, with Weisselberg, I think it's one of those things that he's going to, he's 73, he's not, and rich, he's not going to want to spend the last few years um, of his life in jail if he doesn't have to. Right. Um, so I think there will be some sort of flip to happen. Yeah. Um, whether or not they can go after Donald Trump is, is a whole nother thing. Right. You know, and, and at what level? So here's the other aspect to this. Well, it's like and, intent. And, right. It's very, very difficult to prove intent. Yeah. Like, did someone knowingly do this or, oh, was it just bad accounting? My bad. I thought I was able to do this. Or are you able to prove beyond yeah. a reasonable doubt that they knowingly were trying to defraud the state of New York. So it, it's going to be very difficult to prove. So whether or not Donald Trump goes to prison for this is a whole nother thing, which is a shame if you break the law and it's certain laws and you have a certain status in, in, in life, right. you're probably not going to have to face prison time. Do you think he'll face federal charges too? <sighs> Regarding we'll regarding this, I I think there's because if I mean if it, it's evasion. probably not yeah if it's if it's tax evasion it's probably not just at the state level yeah I think um I'm very confused as to what is going on and I try not to be biased because like obviously I don't I don't like the man right um you don't say <laughs> but I I'm trying to figure out how can they hold him liable right. I think it's it's a whole different ball game than what we saw with, you know, the January sixth whole, uh, you know, uh, what was it? Not perjury, impeachment. Yeah. Um, th- with the impeachment trial, it's a whole different ball game. This is like an actual jury that would get involved. Right. You yeah. Know, this isn't an like actual a bunch judge. Of senators. Yeah. This isn't this isn't McConnell ringing up enough senators to you know say you don't have sixty. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so this isn't a political game. This is, this is a criminal, you know, uh, a criminal Logging. situation. Yeah. And with that in mind, I think it just becomes way more dynamic. Like going into impeachment, I was like, "There's no way they're going to get 60. I like think I you, that. well, and you and I both said that yeah. when we did our impeachment uh, yeah. podcast. Yeah. I, I I didn't foresee there being any chance even with like the Romneys and stuff like that right, it's like yeah okay you get Romney you get Collins you get you know Sass you get like f- you maybe get four or five yeah and even then like if you get all five you're still at only 55 yeah so like I, I didn't feel this I feel more confident in this could be something that derails the the Trump political phenomenon <clears throat> right here's my thought too even if he's implicated in it you know what I mean? Somebody um, snitches on him. You know what I mean? It's going to be really, really hard to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that um, he was involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because there's there's going to be so many layers that you're going to have to peel back. It's not like uh, what is it? Seven degrees of separation or seven degrees with Kevin Bacon? What's yeah, that yeah. called? <laughs> six degrees. Of, is it six or seven? I thought, I it, was thought it was seven. Maybe it's six. I don't know. I thought it was six degrees of seven. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon separation with Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's going to be like that. It's not going to be as easy, as easy as that. You know what I mean? Kevin Bacon's been in a lot of things with a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, Donald I, Trump I think will that, be very well insulated. Ex- ah, that's you. Fuck you. That's the exact word I was just going to say. <laughs> but I interjected yeah, and totally ruined yeah. it. Yeah. Get out of my brain. Um, it's a weird place. My brain, that is. Um, so yeah, I don't think that I would be very surprised if they linked it to him and they could show intent and they could show that he, you know, was, I I think with him, they may only have to show that he was aware of it and let it happen and they could get him on something. Yeah. I'm not, uh, tax law is not my strong suit. Yeah. I, I just pay my taxes and call it a day. Um, yeah, I, you're absolutely right. If I mean, in th- there was a uh, a former executive from the Trump organization, I think something Roz, um, but she was saying like they they specifically asked her like, well, do you think he actually knew about it? Because they're going to have to prove that he knew about right, these yeah. these. And she's like, you know, when it came to like 
hiring people or you know salaries yeah. or whatever. He didn't give a shit. I mean, he there was a period where he like cut all of his brokers, you know, salaries and and by like twenty percent or whatever. And there's this whole hoopla. But um, in terms of those types of things, he didn't know. But when it came to making any big decisions like this, revolving money or like you know plans or schemes or whatever, she's like he knew everything. Yeah. So. But I even think, that's even that's not enough. You know what I mean? That's oh yeah, your, her that's saying just, that that's, that's just hearsay. Your, yeah, but that was just an interview. So it was no, like, yeah. okay, tell us. You know, maybe maybe we should give him the out here. Like he maybe he didn't know. And she's like, no, he knew. But and you know, you had Cohen, uh, his his lawyer, the mm-hmm. one that paid Stormy Daniels and all that. Yeah. Um, you know, he came out and said all of this is true. Here's exactly what he did. Yeah. And I think that was really beneficial to um, the state of New York and this whole investigation. It's like. It, it limited their scope to like know exactly where to look and how to look and, and what to be looking for. Right. So, um, you know, when you're trying to solve the case, there's just evidence all over the place. And you're right. trying to, you know, follow the well, lines and, and, and you have connect. to sort through it. You yeah. have to find out what's not worth it. What's, you know what I mean? Exactly. What's going to stick. Who's the players gonna... who, who's actually, you know, the player or, right. you know, and you're trying to, you know, take, you know, eliminate some evidence saying, nah, that's not yeah. you know, fruitful enough. Here's evidence that is going to make a case. Uh, when you had Cohen, uh, Michael Cohen, uh, Trump's lawyer, saying, "Here's what he did," and you know he talked a lot about Weisselberg and you know the way he managed um, the businesses and you know what, like even with Stormy Daniels's payment, you know, and how they were yeah. able to keep it hush hush and all this, you know, all these other things. With that in mind, um, I think they they have stuff on Trump. I think this is the first domino to fall. And I think they're trying to build as big a case as possible against him because he's, you know, he's the big kahuna, right? You, want yeah. to, you don't, you don't yeah. want the, uh, the, the little tuna, you want the big tuna. So yeah. this is what, what they're going after. And, and, um, like I said, though, I, I just don't see it, uh, ever getting to a point where we see, you know, Donald Trump wearing an, an orange jumpsuit. It would match his hair. Yep. Yeah. Whoa. Dude, think about how he would look. Because at first he would look orange. Yeah. But eventually that would wear off and you're not getting spray tans in jail. He might go to the, what was it, Club Fed? <laughs> Isn't that what they the rich people go to? Uh, probably. Rich people prison? Yeah. I don't know if they would have a spray tan. That would be so interesting to I'm see sure. him without um see him without a spray tan. I know I saw someone uh, like a picture of him and they basically did a Photoshop basically using the area surrounding his eye that wasn't hit by the spray tan. Yeah. And then use that color pigmentation for the rest of his, his face. And the orange doesn't look so bad once you see that. So, yeah, I'm sure. Um, but we're, we're, we're getting off, off task. I, I don't want weird. That's never happened. Before. I don't want to go too far and it just bashing, you know, him as, you know, his looks or physique yeah. or anything yeah. like that. This is important because, you know, and, and one other aside that I want to note is like, people are like, Oh, well, Brian, you just really dislike Trump, which is true. But like, if they found this out about Mark Cuban, who is one of the few, extremely wealthy people in this country that I, I still, you know, respect and admire. Um, if they found out similar things to, you know, what he was doing, they had the evidence, take them down. Like I have no yeah. problem oh, no, I agree. with like I Bill agree. Gates or Warren Buffett or any of them going down. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. Like if they have anything that you can take them down on, take them down. I have yeah. no qualms with them. You'd have that. to, wait, you'd have to wait till they become president for them to be taken down though. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this isn't like if if this if this is true because mm-hmm. we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we just kind of have what people are saying, right? Um, you know, they wouldn't have known until he became president, and you know what I mean. And part of that is the fact that I think that you know the Democrats wanted to take him down so bad, yeah. Because um, there was ah, fuck. When I was doing research for this, I. I talk about this a lot, but I always try to go to different sources. I like to see what Fox News is saying. I like to see what CNN is saying. I like to see what um, <clears throat> The Hill or PBS or whatever. Um, and the I can't remember who it was that I was watching on Fox News, but they're basically, you know, they, were, they had a senator on and they had um, someone from Trump's, like, law team or lawyer team. Hmm. Um, Giuliani. 
No, yeah, right. Uh, no, he was too busy trying to get with a freaking 15-year-old. Um, <laughs> I'm Borat. Did you ever watch it? No, I never did. It was it was interesting. Um, but he just but, lost his ability to practice law. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's so crazy. I mean, he's probably good. He's got to have enough money. Oh, yeah. Well, he's fine. Not Trump, that I'm, hasn't, not that I'm Trump hasn't paid him. Nah, so he says. Yeah. Well, no, he's, he's like trying to bring... Trump to court? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe he was paid as a consultant. <laughs> he should have been. Yeah. Um, but anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, I think for all those people, you know what I mean, that you need that kind of a presidential role to kind of uh, focus in on it because I think there's probably so much of that kind of stuff going on, you know, uh, at that upper echelon of business that it's just it would be a lot to take them all down. Yeah. But can I fast forward? Sure. Let's fast forward here. Yeah. So let's say that nothing sticks to Trump. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gets away. Scott clean. Scotch clean. Scott clean. 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 Gets very away clean. clean. Yeah. Very, very clean. Very clean. The cleanest. Like he just took a dip into a giant tub filled with uh, cleaning solution. I was going <laughs> to say, think, I was at, like, at some point were you like, do I really want to paint this picture for the audience? <laughs> No, I was just trying him to think. Try, of, him jumping I was like, into a tub I was like, of fuck, anything. What do people use to cl- Clorox bleach? Yeah. He was trying to prevent COVID. <laughs> I did that for you because I do I think know. I do think that that quote was taken oh, a little bit out of context. It was so good. You but, know what? Don't don't you dare explain yourself. Oh, yeah. That was brilliant. You just run with that one. I, I I'm I'm running running in place. Um. Anyways, after he gets out of a tub of Clorox, okay. <laughs> Wipes off with his Trump towel. Yeah. Um, which they probably use very expensive, um, you know, like fabric softener on. Oh, yeah. Um, do yeah. you think 2024 rolls around now? Uh-huh. Does he run again? Does he win? Think, Does he stand a chance? Does he make it through the primaries? So here's the thing. I think... This is the opportunity that McConnell has been looking for to split. And I think they might go with someone who is very Trumpian, like uh, DeSantis, the governor from Florida. Yeah, I, I could honestly see him being the front runner for the Republican uh, nomination. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about some of the Republicans that, you know, I could I could understand. Currently, there is not a single Republican in the Republican Party right now that I could even stomach um as a as a president other than maybe adam kinzinger okay um or like someone who used to be in the republican party um but isn't like currently in congress or isn't a current governor like john Kasich. like i i I could see them coming back and restoring quote unquote restoring the republican party for whatever that's worth um, but I really feel like someone like DeSantis is going to um, be the the person that gets tapped uh, in a few years. Yeah, um, we'll see probably around twenty twenty two after the midterms where the Republican Party stands. Yeah, and we'll um, see if anybody's already announced their candidacy. Yeah, yeah. So I I think Donald Trump will originally. I think he'll test the water similarly to how he did in like 2014 ish. Yeah. And like, Oh, now it's, and then like 2015 starts rolling around and it got really serious. And he's like, Oh, well I'm getting all this traction. Let's go. Right. Um, I could see him doing that. I could see him getting some initial buy-in from, you know, the, the true loyalists per se. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, if he has a true chance, right? Yeah. Uh, to be honest, like, and that's not like, oh, Brian, you just dislike Trump. I don't think he has a real chance, just because of the, um, I, I don't think he has a chance to win, unless there's a lot of manipulation, which is going on, right, with Georgia and Arizona and you know Michigan possibly, in terms of voter restrictions and all that. Then I could see, you know, him gaining enough momentum and putting himself in a position where he would win. Um, but that's should he not um, be charged and and actually convicted? Yeah, I mean, I turn myself down there. Geez, I think that DeSantis. The only way that he would go into it is if Trump's not in it, because I don't think DeSantis wants to go into a race that he doesn't think he can win. 
Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that could be. I, um, I think so personally. Trump would, yeah, Trump, yeah. So I mean, because <clears throat> I, I even I heard somebody talking about maybe like a Trump DeSantis ticket, mm-hmm. but I don't think he would be second to anybody. I agree with that as well. I I, I agree that he probably doesn't want to try to take down Trump. Right. Um, I think what will happen is essentially a brokering of peace to maintain power between McConnell and Trump. And what will what they'll do is they'll say, well, Trump, you can't actually be the president, but we want your support for someone who you think would be good. And he's obviously a big DeSantis guy. Um, and I think DeSantis would get the, the nod from everyone. You know, he would be, you know, blessed by the two fathers of the current Republican Party. Yeah. I don't know, man. I really, it's, it's, it's a, I don't think that he would, I mean, I really think he's going to run. I think that he's going to come out for the primaries regardless. Trump? Yeah, for sure. Sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, Whether or not he would win the primaries, I, maybe he'd be top two or top three. Um, And that's just because there's still so many people out there that are just such, you know, they're Trump lovers, you know what I mean, and that's that's their prerogative. And yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's cool if that's cool with them. Um, yeah, and I I mean I kept that I I was thinking maybe this year we'll see like a or not this year sorry in twenty twenty four this election I should say um, we may see like a Dan Crenshaw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I Tim Scott for sure. Tim Scott's coming. He won't. I bet you he will, dude. I That's why they, I think, I mean, I think they were, they were trying to show something by having him be the one that did like the, uh, the rebuttal to Biden's, um, yeah, but the, address. uh, what's his name? Um, Kennedy did the same thing against, uh, Trump and, and he was getting some momentum and he didn't really get as much backing from the democratic, uh, party either. Um, even though I thought Tim Scott did a nice job, uh, ish, what I will say is this. Uh, and, and here's, here's why I'm so frustrated even more so than ever with the Republican party. Not even only was there embrace of Trump, but, um, what's going on with the January 6th commission Mm -hmm. and, um, how no Republicans are voting for it, except like the only ones that I know of are Kinzinger and Cheney. And, you know, they were both named to the committee to investigate. Um, by Pelosi and then um, what's his what's his face the former uh, head of the Republican Party in the House or he is currently Meyer what's his name Um, either way um, he was already saying I'm going to pull any Republicans off of their committees if they are on that January 6th commission committee now if we think back to the whole impeachment thing their argument was we can't impeach him. This is moving too fast. We need a full investigation. Now there's a bipartisan effort to right. investigate, and they're all backing away saying, no, this is stupid. There's nothing there, blah, blah, blah. And it's like you're not even investigating because you don't want to be shown in the spotlight. And that's right. the big problem. Yeah. No, for sure. So when I have all of the Republicans basically voting against this in you know in Senate and in the House, I can't – I can't – um, even stomach the thought of supporting any of them. Yeah. Not even any of them. So unless it's like Adam Kinzinger somehow becomes the superstar of, of the Republican Party. But I think right now the Republican Party, which I don't think has had any defection really. Like we talked about the Lincoln Project and like all these, you know, really true, the quote unquote true conservatives backing off and, and going against the Republican Party um, because they couldn't go with Donald Trump. There wasn't that huge defection when we look at the voting numbers. And even today, like, if you talk about Republicans who who back Donald Trump, yeah, it's still a substantial amount. No, for sure. So, so for sure. I don't necessarily think he's lost enough to, like, for the Republican Party to go back and say, well, we need to rework everything. They're going to placate to the base, right? Where, yeah. where who's going to get our, our votes? Who's going to not only, you know, get all the support of the Republican Party? Because I really think the Republicans can nominate anyone and the Republicans will. Um, he could, I mean, he could be their Joe Biden at this point. You know what I mean? Whereas Joe, Joe Biden was just something that like they thought would, would win. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to win. 
For well, sure. He's going to get us back in power. Right. I think that's exactly what Joe Biden was. Um, yeah. Because I think that so many people, at least that I talked to, mm-hmm. Biden wasn't their guy. Unless they were like... Oh, yeah. Myself included. Like 45, 50 plus in age. You know what I mean? Like those were the only people that were really like big Biden people. And I think that right. they pushed the Biden ticket because... Um, you know, and the same thing with uh, Kamala. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She wasn't the most solid vice presidential pick. No. You know what I mean? She did horrible in the primaries. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, she was just and like... she yeah. hasn't been a great vice president. Oh, she's been pretty bad. No, I wouldn't say pretty bad. She's fine. She's uh, fine. She hasn't done anything great. She I disagree. I don't think... I think yeah, she, she hasn't... I don't think she's done a great job at all. No, I, would I didn't say it, that. I would give her a D minus. Oh, No. I don't think I don't think a vice president I don't think a vice president has an, enough like actual. I'm ba- I'm saying based on per- performance, had, based well, on interviews, you keep in mind, based on. She's also been the tie-breaking vote a couple of times, which is good. So, for sure. So but I mean, anybody that. anybody could have been the tie-breaking vote. Right. You know what I mean? You could have Bernie in there. My man B. No. Well, as VP, yeah. Yeah. That would have been a wild. Like, let me find the most center of center Democrats. Yeah. And then I'm going to put him with, like, the furthest left. Yeah. That would have been great. <laughs> That's called balance, baby. Yeah, that would have been great. You know, it's it's very interesting um, that you make that correlation or that connection. Um, and I actually agree with it. But I think with Trump, you know, the difference is this. Republicans are going to vote Republican no matter what. Right. Um, and very similarly, Democrats. But you do see a little bit of a fall from Democrats mm-hmm. where they, if they don't get their guy, like we saw in 2016 with the Bernie bros and Hillary, like they're like, I, no, like mm-hmm. I, I'm not yeah. going to support this. And that was very detrimental. Republicans don't do that. They will blindly vote for whatever candidate is there in general. Just, just looking off of statistics. I'm not saying like, hey, you're a Republican. You didn't vote for Trump. I'm talking to you. Like, no, I'm looking at the statistics. There's far less drop off for Republican voters based on the candidate than there are Democrats. Right. But you also have to look at who's going to drive out voters. Right. Meaning Trump as polarizing as he is. He's going to get all the Republican voters. Right. Yeah. But he's going yeah. to bring more people to the polls. And that's the big thing. But, but, but that's also counterintuitive because he's going to bring more people on the other side that have such distaste for him that will right. just say, well, I got to go vote for Biden or whomever is, uh, is opposing him in 2024. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. Very, yeah, so like it, what, it, so, so if he, if, if he, if he passes the test, okay, so we're really taking a couple of steps ahead here. We're playing some political chess. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't get convicted of any crimes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes it under the 2024 ticket. Okay. So through primaries. Mm-hmm. Who do you think he goes up against? And can he win? Is there any... Oh, yeah. Oh, he can definitely win. Okay. And especially as we're... If they don't rectify what's going on right now, okay? And what I mean by that is this. If the Democrats don't start doing shit, like if they they need to eradicate the filibuster and start moving stuff along, right? If they can't if they can't do that, then they stand to lose a, a good amount because a they wouldn't have gotten very much done right. in the first two years and then midterms and then they lose that. Yeah. Now they're looking at twenty twenty four having lost Congress. If they lose those things, you know what what do they have to run on? Right. Democrats have to run on something. Right. Like we actually did something. Yeah. Whereas Republicans are going to run on, you know, we need to uh, protect certain rights or whatever that they usually run on. Scare tactics. Yeah. yeah. So I think Donald Trump could easily run and win if all we of a sudden if there's not the right Democratic candidate. If there's not the right Democratic candidate. Um, but also, even if there is, as it stands... Right. If Mm -hmm. Biden and Trump were to run as it stands, like with the new laws in Arizona, the new laws in Georgia and possibly coming in Michigan, Biden doesn't win. It's that simple. So if we would have applied those same laws to what's going, you know, from from uh, what could be in 2024 to 2020, we'd be under a Trump presidency right now. So I think if we don't fix it, I don't know. I think people would have made the drive. People would have done what they had to do. I really, I, I'm a firm believer as, in that. As it stands, it doesn't matter just about the drive. No, it's, I know. It's like voter ID laws, absentee ballots, all of those yeah. things. 
you know, like, you know, um, uh, as Stacey Abrams had said, you know, 200,000 when she was testifying and her and Jeff Cornyn were going back and forth, uh, you know, in yeah. Congress, she said, she's, you know, said the study says 200,000 voters wouldn't have been able to vote. You know, a lot of the people that she went out and, you know, promoted, you know, the message to and said, hey, get out there and vote, get out there and vote. You know, a lot of those people wouldn't have been able to vote. And with that in mind, I think that would have given Donald Trump Georgia. And that's just the start, you know, of the dominoes. Uh, So with that in mind, I think the Democrats have two big issues. Number one, you got to start getting stuff done. Right. They've gotten a lot done in terms of executive orders and blah, blah, blah. And it's impossible to get anything done. But, yeah. But the when, thing is with executive orders, like anybody can get an executive order done for the most part. Right. You and, know what I mean? As long as it's not something unconstitutional. Right. And the Republicans have already shown that they're going to filibuster anything that they don't like. Right. Actually, they're going to filibuster anything the Democrats put forward. If they would have just listened to me, the Democrats, that is. Oh, okay. And just push things through however they had to push them through. This wouldn't be an issue. 2024 would already be theirs. <laughs> they well, should listen to this podcast. I well, got great ideas. Well, I think I think it's very clear. The, ludicrous, the, but they're good. The thing they have to do is is end the is end the filibuster. Um, it's yeah. not it's not democratic. Right. It it well, makes no sense. No, uh, it's not. It in its truest form, it is. Sure, it is. Well, okay. So as on, on paper, it's fair because the, the minority yeah, needs a the, voice. Yeah, the chance to speak. Yeah, the absolutely. Needs a... No, I love that. But I'm saying the way it's the the mechanism itself as a way to stop a vote is not democratic. And I think they really need to hone in on that. Like mm-hmm. um, they need to get rid of it. It's not in the Constitution. There's no constitutional protection of it. Um, and I think they should eradicate it. You know, the Republicans have always utilized some sort of political maneuver to benefit themselves. And then when it comes back to bite them, the Democrats don't have the teeth to do it. So 2024, though, do you think Biden runs for a second term? You know, they just did a, they just ran a poll. Yeah. And 57 percent of people think that Biden's not the one calling the shots. People are stupid. Isn't that crazy? Well, I mean, I mean, I don't I, listen, listen. I can I can I can see it. I can see it. I don't necessarily think that's the case. That's not why I bring it up. I just no, brought it up because no. like that's one of those interesting statistics. Like what the fuck? Well, you here's here's so, the thing. So, 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 oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's a very interesting statistic. But you look at the voting breakdown, and it was what fifty-two Biden, forty-eight Trump in terms of voting. It right. was very close, right? Yeah. So you have a guaranteed forty-eight percent. There's probably not a single Republican that actually thinks Biden's running things. Um, and then you probably have some like people that are, you know, very progressive or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever. I will say this. He's not making all the he's not calling all the shots. No president does. That's what they do is they delegate shit. Yeah. And then when it's down to a final call, if they don't have a very clear solution, the president j- then jumps in and says, right. no, here's yeah. what we're going to do. So in a way the the poll's not wrong those 57 percent aren't wrong yeah. but i think what they're trying to implicate is that he's actually not he's just a puppet and i don't think that's the case but your question was is he going to yeah. run in 2024 yeah, yeah, yeah. i so, don't think so i don't think so either i don't think you should but that being said does uh kamala take the reins does kamala try to get no yeah i don't think so either. i don't i think okay. the democrat i think the democratic <clears throat> party moves off of her yeah, me too. Um, I'm. Hope- I thought we were going to disagree on this. Yeah. Well, so here's here's the thing. Okay. I'm no. I'm, I'm not. I'm no, not saying no. it's bad. I'm no, glad no, we. I'm glad yeah. we agree. I I agree for different reasons. Um, I think I don't think she's done a a terrible job as vice president, but I don't think she's done enough to win over people. Yeah. And the idea here was, can she start to build that likability, that favorability that she was kind of lacking before? Because I think in terms of her performances as a senator, right, especially like in committee and stuff like that, she was very productive. And I liked her voting record. Um, But her favorability just isn't all there. I, you know, I loved watching her like strut her stuff off the plane. And like, I thought she had like a presence about her. But when she gets cornered in a very tough question, she doesn't handle it well. She does the Joker laugh. Well, not only that, she, she, I don't understand how 
when it's your job to answer those types of questions and with the people that you have surrounding you, you treat the interviewers like they're stupid. No, not, not that it's like, how do you not have a built out answer? I'm sure she right? does, man. Maybe she doesn't but remember. But it's not, it's not, it's not cutting it for me. But maybe, or maybe she's not going on the, you know, based off the cue cards. Well, and that could be, so she could either be Donald, way, she could be Donald Trump in it. Either way, <laughs> she needs to become far more inflammatory. If you're gonna, if you're gonna go, I that just route, meant, I just meant that. No, no, no. You're right, but the the reason I, mean, I haven't been to the border, I, I haven't been to Europe. Yeah, I don't understand your question. That's yeah. the stupidest answer. That's a, that's a really sorry. poor answer. And what that's she a, could a, she yeah. could have said was, I acknowledge that that is a major issue right now. But even more of an issue than that has been the vaccination rollout, and we're trying to continue towards our goal of marching towards 70% of the country being vaccinated. And we that is our number one priority, and that is what I have to be in charge of. Right I'm now. calling the president's office. I'm going to get you a job. I'll miss you dearly. <laughs> it's, it's very simple, right? And that's yeah. why I'm saying is like, you know, whether it was in the debate or whatever, you have these, you have what's called canned responses, right? It's, yeah, for you sure. You literally open the can, and it's there. Yep. And you know, because you have tons of advisors, especially when you're already the vice president, but even yeah. when you're one of the Democratic candidates or Republican candidates, mm-hmm. you have campaign advisors. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I, I sometimes listen to uh, Pod Save America with John Favreau and, and um, John Lovett and all them. And they were all advisors to the Obama you know, campaign and then his presidency. Right. And like they deal with these things. And I love hearing their takes on like how answers are framed right Right. like how are you know yes you're saying the right things but you're not framing it in the right way for either people to understand or people to buy into and i think kamala has a very difficult um perspective to frame in a way that is viable right it it, people she's not yeah she's not very likable that's for sure right um you know just an interesting thought really fast um i know we're here we are running long on time. No again, way. Whatever. No way. <clears throat> but that You're being lying. Said, no. We're getting towards an hour now. 50, 53-ish. Okay. Um, but I think that if Pence... Now, I, I'm, I'm glad Pence acted the way he did in those final weeks. Um, you know, as far as like letting the vote happen mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if he would have gone along with the, the what all the Trump supporters wanted to do, I think Pence would have been a winning candidate for the Republicans too. And I'm, I'm not saying a good candidate. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that he Yeah, no, no. Winning won. is different than good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm clarifying. I yeah. don't want to go... We're talking about Trump now. Again, I don't want to be labeled <laughs> as a Trump supporter. Well, I, I hey, I, I said he'll probably... You know, there's a very good chance in 2024 if he runs. I mean... Talk he about could do a puppet it, yeah. Because he's, he's going to be up there in age. And that's why I don't want Biden to run. I don't want... Yeah. Uh, what is an octogenarian or whatever, you you know, an 80 plus year old to start a geriatric. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it feels like most of Congress is, so it doesn't matter. I know I was watching somebody talk about taxes in Congress the other day and I don't remember who it was because I watched like a brief clip. And I was like, "Oh my God, that dude's about to keel over! Like, get him!" Could out have of been there. Grassley. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was Grassley. Thank okay, you. Yeah. It was. Yes. So he was even as you, as you can see on these two lines on this graph. <laughs> and he, I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude! Can you see the graph? <laughs> when was the last time you watched? You got your eyes fucking checked, man. Yeah. My lord. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things, and I think there's a lot of Democratic candidates I would support. Yeah. Um, I think there's. I'm hopeful that we find you know, a little more voice from someone like Warnock or something like that to kind of spark. You know, there's this really uh, uh, great woman, uh, beautiful as all can be too, out of Hawaii, who I think should run in 2024. Well, and here's the thing. I, I, I wouldn't lie. Like, I would probably prefer someone like Tulsi. I would have to hear a lot more about her policy. I haven't liked some of the things she's focused on in the last, well. Well, she's not prior, far enough. Right, yeah, she's prior not far to, enough left. And, well, no, not only that. I think she, she has some very left policies, which, you know, uh, you know, ending all the wars and, you know, not trying to start foreign wars and mm-hmm. all this. And, you know, there's some, there's some good policy there. I think, you know, towards the end of her career, um, she was focusing on shit that I didn't really. Are you referring about. to that the the uh, trans the trans athletes and yeah. stuff like that? I'm like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, stop trying to do this shit. Well, it'd be different if she was talking about it now. 
Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. I, I still disagree with the position, but like I understand talking yeah. about it now. I wouldn't necessarily. I feel like there's a lot of things about that I still have to learn and a lot of you know, yeah. opinions I need to hear yeah. and firsthand stuff. But I, I didn't ultimately disagree with what she had but there to was, say. There was a lot of other things um, that she brought up during the debate or whatever yeah. um, that she was supportive of or bought into that other people were supporting. Like I think she was kind of behind Yang on the UBI thing. I yeah, don't remember, yeah. but no, she uh, was, she, she has a lot of those. Like that's ideas. not, it's not her idea, but she gets behind the right ideas. And that's, that's another thing. It's like, you don't have to be the, the person that invents and innovates and creates all these brand new yeah. great ideas. A lot she of was times, a fan, she was a fantastic representative. That's for sure. Right. What, what you need to be is someone that can buy into the right ideas. That's going to take the country down the right road. You know, like everyone, everyone wants to talk about like Abraham Lincoln being the best president. He was, they do like a poll every year about like who's the greatest president and Abraham Lincoln wins like every year. JFK was the most liked. Yeah. Well, yeah. in favorability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, half the country hated Abraham Lincoln at the time. Um, which, wait, which half? The West. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Abraham Lincoln, and this is, you know, something to wrap, I'll wrap up with for me. Um, Abraham Lincoln was incredible because there's a, in a book called team of rivals mm-hmm. and you know, he picked people like Seward and, you know, be a secretary of state and like all these different yeah. people. I think Seward was a secretary of state, but all of these different people that disagreed with them and like would pick their brain yeah. and like figure it out that way. Um, crazy that's how something, that works. Yeah. It's something that Obama did, you know, and they talk about like, you know, whether it was the Osama bin Laden thing or whatever, right. he would get yeah. all of the minds in a group and listen to everyone. Mm-hmm. and like take it all and digest it and then the next day make a big decision yeah. right and that's what it's all about is like whose ideas can i take and utilize to help the most american people well and the judgment you know used there with oh sure you know what yeah I mean? absolutely um but a lot of people think like in order to be present you have to be the one innovating and it's like no you need to know when to innovate and who to trust and when to listen yeah, yeah. yeah. when to speak so, yeah um <sighs> Yeah, I'm, I'm. I think that was a great way to end it, Brian. That thanks. was Good. spot on, kiddo. Good. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks, we're Dan. Get, we're getting all right. We're by a hundred episodes. We might be okay at this thing. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> I would say give me to like one fifty. Okay. Still, still trying to find my stride. Oh man. Gosh. I'll never forget when uh, one of our listeners, Nick, was like, "Kevin's finding his stride." That was in like episode nine or something, twelve. So you've you've hit your stride for a while. You must be getting tired of being in that stride. I'm just gonna fucking change things up. I'm gonna go full Republican. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I, I wonder how that. I couldn't. Well, no. I I think the beauty of this podcast, and now I'm going on a little diatribe about the podcast itself. I think the beauty of this podcast is we're not trying to be anything. Yeah. We're not trying to be like the left versus the right. Hear this debate, which probably would have some viral nature to it and maybe have grown our community bigger. But I think people in this community, whether they agree with you or I or disagree with both of us, is they can understand like we're just talking and vibing and and trying to learn as much and teach as much as we can. And I think that's that's great. It's the name of the game, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Yippee-ki-yay-yay. On that note, too good. No, you, wait, 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 because you know what? You got your your, your little diatribe. Okay, now it's my okay. turn. Okay, okay. Um, what was the shit? Now I can't think of the quote that I said. Oh, no fucking way. You know what's funny is it's actually from Die Hard as well. Hmm. I said something. Uh, there, One of the, the our bussers walked out today to the patio. I was working out on the river patio. And uh, I turned to him and said, I said, hey, walk, welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> And uh, I turned to the girl that I was working with and I go, Jillian, what movie is that from? Because she's, you know, a self-proclaimed film Cinemaphile. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I don't know. I was like, slammed the cooler down. I was like, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> was that one How of our busters that are our new uh, marketers, our marketing interns? Oh, gosh. No, he wasn't there. Well, shout, shout out to to the the T-Bell tailgaters yeah. uh, for, for supporting the podcast and spreading the word. Um, for those of you that didn't uh, hear or you know see it, obviously, you might not have been in the parking lot of T-Bell. Um, <laughs> we had some guys that worked at a local Blue Root. Um, I won't lie, I bribed them with uh, some soft shell tacos. And uh, 
we we were able to get them to promote the the Mad Libs podcast and help grow the community. So shout for out to them Thanks. for sixteen ninety nine. That's all yeah. it costs. Fuck so, you, Facebook. Yeah, it was way better than a Facebook ad. So thank you <laughs> yeah. so much for for shouting us out, you guys. Gosh, um, really appreciate uh, you helping us grow this community. Um, and on that note, do good, be great, love you. Love you. Can see you now with a party at. We the ones that he just let into the back. We the misfits. How you gonna react? We insomniacs. We ain't get no sleep. Break the rules. Can't stay on beat. Making moves. Running through the streets. A to Z. Follow my lead. Saints status quo. This is rock and roll. This is skydive yelling out. Rhymo. This is bye bye ta ta audio. This is all or none. This is all I know. This that I don't know. We try and go. I don't even know. I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends trying to hit the road. Trying to catch a wave. Gotta see my soul.